Agile FM. Radio for the Agile Community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. Agile.fm My guest in this episode is Scott Ambler. Many of you guys know Scott Ambler, made probably contact with one of his uh, several books he authored. Uh, for example, just to name a few, uh, related to the Agile space, the Disciplined Agile Delivery in 2012. We had refactoring databases, agile modeling, agile database techniques, the object primer, which went into the third edition. He's also the creator of the enterprise unified process. So he has been around for a long, long time. And he and I will speak in this episode about disciplined agile delivery, how it would fit into the overall agile process landscape, how it differs, for example, from SAFE, from Scrum, and other lean techniques. Scott spends his time nowadays on disciplined agile delivery and you can find more information about his thoughts, his writing, his ideas around disciplined agile delivery at the same domain name disciplinedagiledelivery.com. Thank you and I hope you enjoy this one. Scott, you have uh, recently worked on a very, very specific topic you're very passionate about, and that is disciplined agility. And I want you to uh, welcome you to this podcast and uh, just A, say hello, and B, want to introduce you to, uh, um, to our listeners uh, of Agile FM talking about disciplined agility, a topic we haven't had before. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, great. Thanks, Joe. Scott, what is disciplined agility? Because some teams might actually say we're the opposite of discipline. What do you mean by discipline? Yeah, definitely. So, so discipline agile delivery is a, a what we call a process decision framework, and the basic idea is that it's based on this observation that agile teams are making some very common, important process decisions all the way through the life cycle, and they often, even though the the team should own the process and the team should evolve the process all these are great things, they often don't have the background to do so and they make suboptimal decisions. So it's it's based on this observation of you know what successful teams are doing and uh, and then helping teams, you know, helping guide teams make better uh, better process related and team related decisions. So it's all it's all about um, learning how to improve uh, quicker and better um, and you know making it clear to people they've got choice that mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have to follow these prescriptive uh, definitions that we that we see some uh, some of the methodologies uh, um, force upon us. Mm -hmm. So so discipline uh, for you. I mean, there's some the, the word discipline. I just want to say there might be some agile teams out there who uh, maybe not you know following your discipline agility. They might not have heard of it before, but they might consider themselves as uh, disciplined. Is this a um, agile versus discipline discussion, or is this a combined solution? Is this yeah? So so. Uh, that's a good point. So in in DAD, we make it pretty clear that there's already some you know significant discipline required just to be agile in general. So you know having to having to produce a potentially consumable solution every few weeks, um, you know doing practices like test driven development, working closely with your stakeholders, um, respecting their decisions, uh, providing visibility to your stakeholders, letting them steer the project 
all these things require significant discipline on the part of the team and uh, can actually be quite quite difficult to, to pull off um, all on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's far more to it than just that. So in, in Dan, we talk about being enterprise aware, for example. So what we what the observation is is that um, your team is one of many and that you your team should be doing what makes sense for your organization as a whole, not just for not just that something that makes sense for you. And I see, um, and this was based on this observation of, of many teams that we had over the years, where they were doing a great job, and their, their customer, or their stakeholders loved them, and you know they're producing potentially shippable software every every couple of weeks. All the you know they're following all the rhetoric, and yet still they would find themselves in trouble when they went to go ship in their production. Uh, you know maybe what they were doing didn't match the overall um, product roadmap. Maybe it didn't match the overall enterprise technology roadmap or architecture roadmap whatever you want to call that, and it was because they weren't working with these, you know, enterprise architects, they weren't really working closely with the portfolio people, and they weren't very, working very closely with the operations people, and as a result, they were making really suboptimal decisions that, you know, in their own little team environment made a lot of sense to them, and, you know, and their immediate customers liked it, but certainly it wasn't a, a very good idea for the company as a whole, and they, and they uh, got in trouble as a result. So that requires discipline. It, it requires discipline to... Um, understand that you, we're actually following a life cycle that there's a little more to it than construction. Now, ideally, yes, the, you know, deployment or transition, whatever you want to call that, should be fully automated and we should be doing continuous deployment and, you know, it should take minutes or hours, not weeks or months. Um, but most teams aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ideally, you know, project initiation should be very quick, but, you know, in, in, on the order of days or, you know, maybe a few days or a few hours. Uh, but most teams aren't there yet. They're on the order of weeks in general. So mm-hmm. let's just be clear about this. Let's have the have the discipline and the maturity to admit that these things are actually happening. And it's actually interesting when you uh, when you start observing what actual teams do uh, in in their environments. It's often much different than say what you hear from the Scrum community. So let's just you know, have the discipline to to admit that and and be clear about it. So yeah. I think it's um, a healthy much more healthy um, and mature and, and uh, robust way of looking at agile software development. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just curious about the the knowledge transfer. You're having a training course uh, scheduled for New York City on the 18th of November. So this is one of the days you uh, will come back to the Big Apple and uh, deliver actually a course around uh, the disciplined agility. There's also, you will speak at the uh, Agile Day on the 19th of September. Uh, 2013, also in New York City, about disciplined agility. Um, but how would this disciplined knowledge transfer actually occur? Would this be like in a? Do you have to picture like a style like the what we used to have as the rational unified process, where people would read up on it, or what would be the knowledge transfer of people getting more disciplined? Yeah. So, so in this case, so you know, I'll be giving a giving a talk on, on September 19th at the at the conference and uh, you know so it'll just be a standard you know conference talk I guess you'd say but on, on November 18th so the, the uh, we're holding the advanced dad workshop mm-hmm. in uh, downtown or in uh, midtown Manhattan and the, the basic idea there is uh, this is going to be oriented towards people who are experienced at Agile maybe you've got a couple of years of Scrum or Kanban under your belt and you're looking to up your game and the way this one's going to work uh, is, you know, we do like an hour, hour and a half of here's an intro to dad just to, you know, make sure everybody's up to speed on where they are. And then the, the group of people, the, you know, the attendees or the participants themselves, um, they, we, we go through a brainstorming session. We suggest 
um, what questions, what issues they want to talk about, and we do a, an affinity mapping, We and then that drives the topics for the day. So then what we do is we um, then you know, work in an agile manner where we um, do, do a little bit of requirements uh, or you know, topic prioritization, and we just start uh, talking about, you know, covering the topics in priority order. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, part way through the day, we gather more requirements and reprioritize all that good sort of stuff. And so it's really sort of a very experiential, uh, very flexible workshop. So that's, that's going to be geared towards you know people with some agile experience already. Mm -hmm. um, but so happy to come back in the future and do a introduction or or more of these advanced workshops as well. But, mm -hmm. but we'll see how the, the New York market takes the advanced workshop to begin with. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure they will. And uh, how would this process, the disciplined agility, how would that differ, for example, from Safe? That's a process which is recently in the uh, got some headlines uh, in the industry, um, a body of knowledge. Uh, is, is that something we would see at the um, disciplined agility? Would they coincide? Would they, uh, would they work together? Are they uh, different in some aspects? Yeah, so, so they're, they're, they're complementary, I would say. So, um, so DAD is all, you know, the primary focus of DAD is on, on delivery. You know, so end-to-end, -end, how do you do Agile software or Agile solution delivery from the, the beginning or start of a product or project uh, team all the way to um, the delivery, in, you know, the transition and production, and then um, you know, back again for you know, the next release. So the focus is really there. And so the goal is to provide a solid foundation from which to scale. Um, and we, then we also provide all the hooks that you need um, you know, through this enter enterprise awareness concept, through being goal-driven, to tailor and enhance your strategy based on the, the context of the situation that you find yourself in. So the you know so we make it pretty clear that you, for example that you need to work with some of the enterprise people like the enterprise architects and the portfolio management, the governance people. It's it's um, in my mind it's more of a, a prescriptive method. It's one way of of addressing how you do program and portfolio management. So how does the you know Mm -hmm. From you know one vision of this is the bigger picture for an IT department and how it could potentially work in an agile manner and how do you how do you get these you know multiple agile teams up and running um, working to, you know being in flight together and then you know working to the same release schedule or the release train you know whatever terminology you want so it's a collection of techniques um, some of them are pretty good there's a a few ideas in safe that I find a bit iffy but um, you know hardening sprints for example mm -hmm. but. Um, and, and, and there's a few others. It's not just the only issue that I've got, um, but the but for the most part, it's like any methodology or any any framework. There's some good you know a lot of good ideas that you should consider, and there's some ideas that you know maybe you don't want to consider. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and to be fair too, there's also you know you know I don't want to I don't want to bemoan uh, hardening sprints at all because you know the reality is is that that might be a step in the right direction for your organization. It might not be a perfect solution, right. but it might be a you know. What you can do at the t at the present moment, and you can evolve from there. And 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 this, I think, is is one of the differences between Safe and Dad, where um, you know Safe, just like Scrum, um, you know, basically prescribes a bunch of techniques. You know, regardless of the the marketing rhetoric around Scrum, it's you know, you know a very prescriptive method. Um, whereas Dad makes it clear you've got choices, and you know, we say, hey, you know, these are your choices. Um, here's the advantages and disadvantages of them, and here's these, you know, and here's when you want to use them, and maybe want to avoid them. Mm -hmm. So we uh, we're a lot more flexible. So I, I think what's happening here is we're so Dad is is addressing this this idea of you know let's build the method up from the you know from the ground up and give you a solid foundation from which to scale 
Whereas, and, 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 and Dad's a hybrid method. It's taking great ideas from Scrum and Kanban and XP and Agile modeling and you know, even the evil unified process and mm -hmm. the evil traditional ways of working. And we give you options and we make, we make those trade-offs um, very explicit and we help guide you through making these trade-offs. Um, and so we're not really prescribing one single way of working. So I think that's a big difference between, between say, Dad and something like Scrum or or um, uh, or Safe, mm -hmm. uh, but but it's all comp, you know. And I, and I don't want to I don't want to say bad things about Scrum because you know the fact is we adopt a bunch of great ideas from Scrum, mm -hmm. uh, just like we adopt some great ideas from Safe. So um, we're more of the you know the it depends method uh, mm -hmm. more than anything else, I guess. So it's like a, if I if I have to picture this and try to get a handle on it, it's a toolkit of. Uh, of, uh, of options of uh, how to approach certain problems, but it's not prescriptive. So you, in your toolbox, will find different size hammers uh, for different kind of problems. Yeah, exactly. And what we do is so instead of you know prescribing, say something like a product backlog to manage change, um, what we say is, well, you need to manage changing needs, changing stakeholder needs somehow. And here's four or five different options. You know, the Scrum's idea of a product backlog being one of them. Kanban's idea of a, of a work item pool being another one, and and they're all good. They all you know these tech and, and there's several others, mm -hmm. and the they all have advantages and disadvantages. So you know so the the observation is is that agile teams you know probably need to manage sta changing stakeholder needs somehow, and even if that's like you know to not manage it at all or to to do um, you know formal change management, you know there's good reasons to do that too sometimes. And so what we do is just say, hey, you, know, you, you need to consider, do, you know, consider addressing this goal. Um, here's your options and here's your trade-offs that you're making. You choose the right way that's best for your situation. So we're not going to prescribe a single way, you know, like Scrum does. You know, we're going to say, hey, here's your options. You do what's best for your situation. Mm -hmm. And the interesting, interesting about that is it makes it easier to tailor and scale your method, but it also gives you advice for when you're doing process improvement. You know, maybe if you're holding retrospectives. Well, wouldn't it be nice to you know not only identify a problem in a retrospective, but know what your options are and, and know what trade and be able to discuss intelligently what your trade-offs are, and then hopefully go in, in the right direction for you. So um, there's a lot of very interesting aspects to to dad that um, I think teams will find very healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you respond to uh, somebody who might listen to this and hear his discipline and? Dad, yeah, we, we talk about dad and um, a discipline, and uh, maybe that person works in a startup company or works in a small organization or in a large organization, but they're only the, the only, let's say, agile team. Uh, is dad something for such a small radius, or is that more uh, designed for something bigger, globally distributed? Um, yeah, so, so yeah, if you're a small startup organization, I'd, I'd probably point you to say something like the advice that Eric Ruiz gives up gives in Lean Startup. Now, to be fair, we adopted a lot of the, you know, Eric Rees adopted a lot of ideas from um, extreme programming and a little bit from Scrum and a few other places, just like just like Dad does. Um, and Dad actually adopts some of the ideas that, you know, Eric talks about in, in Lean Startup and gives those as, as suggestions. So, uh, you know, it's, so Dad's a bit more robust, but yeah, it's, you know, if you're, not, if you're in a small startup, I'd probably be looking at Lean Startup. Now, if you're in a larger organization, then I think you're going to find that you know if you're a midsize or a uh, you know large organization like Fortune Fortune 1000 or government agencies that that type of situation, then you're going to I think you're going to find that to be really healthy because and uh, really attractive because a, a lot of people a lot of people in those organizations they hear some of the agile messaging and it, it sounds a bit naive because it doesn't cover 
you know, the, the, the types of issues that, you know, these large organizations face. And whereas dad is, you know, dad grew up from the enterprise space. It, it grew up from, um, you know, when I was at IBM, I, I led a team of people and we, we observed, we were helping organizations around the world, including IBM, um, to become more agile and to be, you know, become as agile as they could be in the situation they face. And we got to observe a, a very wide range of situations where organizations were applying agile successfully and sometimes not so successfully. And it was often very different than you know some of the rhetoric we hear on the mailing lists and in, in people's books and articles and good stuff like that. And because it depends, like you've got to do what's right for your situation and for the, the you know your skill level at the time and your culture at the time. And it will evolve over time. So we really do need this you know better advice for how to how to do this agile stuff. And it's interesting, you know, I got to I got to observe and work with these companies all around the world in different situations. And it was interesting, you know, how many people were telling me they were doing Scrum, and then you, you, you just peek behind those covers just a little bit, and you find out they're doing, you know, an order of magnitude more stuff than just that, and they were tailoring it, and they spent a lot of time and money learning the hard way, um, and that, that seemed very wasteful to me. It, you know, it didn't have to be, and I think we can, uh, we can up our game a bit. And, you know, an observation I want to make for people is that the, you know, the rationally unified process used to be the you know the big thing out there, and people loved it. And um, and, and there's actually you know quite a lot of rep successes, you know, regardless of what people may tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, rep had the problem was it was huge, and you know it was based on this idea of you know here's a bunch of bunch of good ideas. You select um, what you need, um, but it didn't really give you any sort of selection advice. It just says here's a bunch of stuff. You cut it down to the middle to figure out what you want, and so that's an extreme. You know, one extreme, and then Scrum came in from the exact opposite end, mm. and they said, "Here's something very small. You can tailor it up to the middle." Well, both of those messages are sort of weird. Like if you step back and think about it, well, why wouldn't you just start in the middle to begin with? Um, you know, what a you know, what an incredible amount of waste there's been um, with all this process framework stuff over the years. When you know, we 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 went from one. You know, it's just like typical IT people, I guess. You know, we have you know, it's either black or it's white. Um, we couldn't possibly look for the gray in the middle. So. Dad is all about. Let's just start in the middle, <laughs> and yeah. you know, and then tailor it from there. It's a heck of a lot easier, mm. uh, you know, if you go in with an open mind. But um, and I think one of the challenges with that is that it, it makes it pretty explicit that software development's hard. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're not providing these simplistic messages um, that you hear from others. It's you know, no, this is hard stuff, and we're making some real, um, real choices here, and they're critical choices. And let's be smart about it. And so I think you know. It's, some people might not like that, but I, you know, I think you know it's uh, you know, or, or they might not be interested in some things. So, for example, in Dad, we we talk about governance, and uh, you know, we promote the idea that you know, we, well, we observe that you are being governed, like it or not. And um, our our observation is, well, let's not do why why not do this effectively? Mm. Why not be smart about it? And you know, let's give some advice to the people doing the governing of you know, here's how here's how you can govern us effectively. Here's why it's very attractive for you to change the way you work, and and then you know make life easier for everybody involved. Um, and I think you know, and that, that's threatening. And governance is a swear word for some people um, in the agile community, and I, 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 I sort of feel sad for them because um, I think they're going to be frustrated for a long time until they, you know, just you know, sort of empirically observing that they are in fact being governed, like it or not. So mm-hmm. let's just let's just be smart about it. Yeah, you mentioned actually, uh, Scott. You mentioned earlier the uh, the the three-letter company IBM, and uh, uh, you branched off uh, from IBM just uh, 
I don't know, like a year ago, I don't know, uh, recently. Yeah. Um, so is that in the, you know, was that a, a move of passion for dad? Um, yeah, so, so, so dad is, is now, so even though it, it got its beginnings in IBM, um, it's actually being uh, developed now by the, the Discipline Agile Consortium. And um, which IBM is partly involved with, but other you know others are involved with too, mostly um, practitioners. For, you know, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. and I think that's pretty healthy. So um, because it, it uh, you know just about a week or so ago, I was working with one with one company, and you know somebody in the group said, "Well, wait a minute, isn't this isn't this an IBM thing? Don't we have to buy IBM tools to do this?" And I said, "No, of course not." Mm -hmm. You know. And, and the person hadn't read the book. They were just parroting something they'd heard online. And it's like, you know, the few times we mention tools in the book, um, you know, we, we, we start by talking about open source or physical tools like whiteboards. And then if there happens to be a rational tool there, we, we, we briefly mentioned it. But, you know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it is what it is. But, no, you, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's out of IBM now. And, but IBM IBM's clearly doing this and is behind it. But it's not, you know, controlling it if, that, mm -hmm. if that's the issue. But it gives you the chance to do courses like this and workshops and schedule those and uh, expand and uh, you know broaden the, the the knowledge base around uh, your ideas. Um, yeah, Scott, you have uh, authored so many books. I have to say, I I I did not count them, uh, but there's so many books out there, and I think everybody serious about uh, process work, um, agile development, modeling. Every serious professional at one point in their lives had a book from you in. Uh, in their hands, um, are you are you a working on another book about dad? And uh, um, how would you how would you put this currently? How would you put this whole industry into into context? Where are we going here with this? Yeah, so I'm, I'm currently working on sharing experiences of organizations that are moving to more towards an enterprise agile type of an approach. And uh, I'm actually in the, in the process of writing a few white papers, which will eventually evolve into a book, I suppose. And, and this will be something I'll be talking about next week as well. Um, one, of the, one of the things I find interesting, I don't think anybody really has a coherent um, story right now around Enterprise Agile. Everybody keeps throwing these terms around, um, but they don't really understand and because and they're, they're not looking at the bigger picture. And one of the things I always try to do is look at the bigger picture. And the, so I think, that, I think that'll be interesting. And um, because if you actually step back and observe what organizations are really doing as opposed to what we would have hoped they were doing or, um, you know, what we, you know, the, the cool things we like to focus on and ignore everything else. Um, it's a much different picture than what you hear from, um, particularly from the IT world. Um, you know, so anyway, so it's, it's a, I, I think we've got an interesting learning experience coming, coming our way over the next 10 years. And um, I think a lot of current Agilists um, are going to struggle a bit when they're um, when they're dealing with these you know you know truly enterprise IT and truly enterprise um, agile, um, I think what they're going to find is that um, you know some of the you know some of the more simplistic messaging from you know the early two thousands is certainly isn't going to work so well. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I think it'll be an interesting and fun environment for at least a good ten years. Right. So, but there's no dad book in the making right now. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, there's there's the existing dad book which came out in June 2012. Um, you know, we keep my uh, my writing partner Mark Lines uh, mm -hmm. and I we keep talking about doing a second edition, but um, okay. that's always a lot of work. So yes, but we have been we've been doing a lot of writing and publishing online, 
uh, particularly at disfinancialdelivery.com. Um, and so I think, yeah, you know, so the main, the, the, the newest thoughts are coming out online. Um, and eventually we'll hit a book, but no, there's no exact no uh, strategy right now. No second edition. I have at the end. I have another question for you, and you probably have heard this question many times before. Uh, with all that uh, promotion of dad, will there be a mom? No, no. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I tried to. Um, I, I really tried to avoid the acronym of dad. I didn't want. Um, but anyways, it was it. It made sense. So, but no, no, there won't be a. There won't be a. There won't be a mom. <laughs> It's already it's already taken by message oriented middleware, so Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Scott. Always great talking to you and uh, I would I'm looking forward to seeing you actually the nineteenth uh, of September in person at the Agile Day. Um we'll you'll stick around. Uh that is the uh, the wonderful part of that conference, we have an open space where people can connect with you and uh, learn more about your ideas and ask questions and um, learn about your books, etc. Definitely. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to Agile FM Radio. If you are interested in learning more about today's guests, past guests, or learn more about the upcoming program and future guests, please go to our website at agile.fm. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.